this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so honored and glad you guys decided to be with me today. And hopefully I'm going to talk about something today that's going to be um, pretty cool for you guys. Uh, you know, a lot of times I get these cool revelations and uh, just really just through life's experiences, just have, you know, the sort of the download of heaven sort of come into you and just share with something with you. And that's how I sort of get my stuff. You know, uh, uh, people ask me all the time, you know, they say things like, hey, do you spend hours and hours in the prayer closet? I'm like, well, not really, because of the fact that, you know, I live my life. I live my life. The Bible says he died to give me life and life more abundantly, you know. Um, and, and that means he didn't he didn't die so I can lock myself up in a prayer closet all day long and keep myself isolated from the world, right? You know, and, uh, uh, and you know, and then people, you know, will say things like, you know, um, well, the Bible says pray without ceasing, you know. And I'm like, it's impossible to pray without ceasing. What that means is not what you think it means, you know. It means like keep your heart in a place of meditative on, meditatively on the Lord all day long because you're constantly offering up prayer, your thoughts are prayers, your you know your ideas you know prayers because you're constantly offering up things that you're living out or thinking throughout your day. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. It'd be impossible to pray constantly, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You couldn't have any conversations, no friends or, or anything, right? So most people just don't know how to interpret the in uh, translate the things of the of the the Bible. You know and that's understandable. Hey, grace, grace. I've been there before, but um, but you know I get a lot of stuff from just basically living my life, you know, and that's uh, out of respect to live the life that God's died to give me. And so I'm really thrilled and honored to be able to be with you guys today and bring you some hopefully golden nuggets of some things that has been going on in my spirit for a number of years that I sort of helped teach and train with my courses. You know, as many as you know, I have a lot of, you know, courses and I have 90 something books out so far. And I just love writing. I love hearing. I love speaking. I love just sharing, to be honest with you. And so today is going to be another sharing point, you know. You know, so um, with you guys, and what I'm going to talk about basically is learning to translate the words of God, learning to translate the words of God. Now, a lot of times people will ask me, you know, um, when I get a prophetic word or if I get a reading, let's say if I get something to myself and, and it's for me or if it's for somebody else, is there a difference? I say absolutely 101% it's different because the way God talks to you is going to be the way God talks to you in the way in which you, um, you'll be able to get it. You know, you'll be able to, uh, to hear it. You'll be able to really understand it, right? And so through all of that, you got to remember that God will speak to you in a way you'll get it. You know, has God ever spoken to somebody and and said, hey, you know what? Uh, basically, if we if we generalize a really in-depth, deep conversation that God might be having somebody, and basically he's just saying to you, hey, go to the store, buy a gallon of milk. Let's just go there for a moment, you know? Do you think God's going to over-spiritualize that conversation to you to where you won't even understand exactly what's being said, which is basically go to the store and buy a thing of milk? You know what I mean? No, because God doesn't want to complicate things. God, you know, uh, will actually hide a thing for somebody to begin to, to, re- to have it revealed to them. You know, the Bible says something really cool, and that is that God will conceal a thing from us, but it shall be the honor of a king to be able to figure out. And I like that because... Um, 
I, I totally feel as if that what we, what we needed to, to really understand is God will speak to us to challenge us. God will speak to us to sharpen us. God will speak to us to, for us to figure things out, but not make it so complicated that it's like, huh? It's so over my head, I'll never be able to figure it out, right? And so when you think about God's translation and interpretation, you have to begin to really, really dive into the understanding that if God speaks to us, then it's going to, for somebody else, it's going to be how they need to hear it, right? So let me give you guys a great example. As a life coach, I coach people all day long. Yesterday was that day where I had sessions back to back the entire day, speaking to a lot of people all around the world, uh, and just really sharing my thoughts, my intuitiveness, my prophetic gifting, my life coaching skills, my knowledge, but was, you know, with whatever it is that they needed to, you know, have that implemented on, right? Within their life. And through that, uh, in one situation, I found myself using words like I do all the time that I normally would not use out of my own mouth. You know, it's not really words of my own vocabulary. It's not words that I would naturally say to somebody in an everyday conversation. Uh, and, and so, and the lady grabbed it. She grasped it. She was like, man, I get this completely. And, you know, and a part of me is like, I'm glad you do because I don't, you know, not that I didn't because I did understand exactly what was being said to her. But the idea was it was not my words. It wasn't what I would normally say if I was just carrying on a conversation, drinking a cup of coffee, you know, um, over, you know, uh, at a restaurant with someone. So this is where you have to understand the technicalities of God. And that is that God doesn't make things technically hard for you. But he does make it technically understandable to the hearer. And what that means is well, you've got to begin to understand that when you are trying to hear something, get a download from God for someone else that God has put on your heart, then you've got to begin to realize you do not need to hear, hear it necessarily in your own vocabulary, which basically is your own jargon, your own language. You know, think of it this way. You hear, you hear of people say, man, that's slain, you know, or you hear street talk, you hear these, you know, these type of conversations. You have, you know, people, I mean, I mean, let's just be real about it. Now, I know you guys are mature enough. You won't be offended by this and because I'm just being real and raw and respectable, because I am a firm believer to respect all people, but I also recognize that we're all different. And I laugh about it. I laugh at the fact that we're all different. I love it. You know, because if you think about it sometimes, you know, there are certain conversations, to be honest with you, there are certain conversations that say white people might have with other white people. Or black people might have other black people. There might be certain phrases they use, you know, uh, because maybe the, the quote unquote, you get me, I get you mentality, or we come from the same side of the world, we come the same, you know, other side of the tracks, you know, or whatever. There's certain languages people just use with other people. I would use a language with a spouse like I wouldn't use a language with my friends. I would use a language with my friends and I wouldn't use for my employees. I would use a language, let's say, with, um, maybe another person that believes like me, that thinks like me, or that is maybe my same color. Maybe, not always, by far, but maybe with, you know, then I would a stranger that is not my color on the street that I don't know, right? I mean, so you have to know that relations, relationally, you know, through relationships, we're just sometimes going to just speak things differently to people, no matter, you know, if they're closer to us or further away from us or maybe different culture or different country inside of the world. It's just life. It's just life. It's cool. To me, it's awesome. It's cool because I love diversity. I am one of those few Christian people that really love diversity because I believe it takes, it speaks into the 
authenticity, the beauty of God of how we're created. I love that. And that's a beautiful thing about each one of us. I don't believe in robotic mentalities in Christianity because that becomes cultish. And and I don't believe everyone should leave the same, nor do I believe everyone should be the same, or everyone should speak in tongues, or everyone should prophesy, or ever. I don't believe that. Why? Because I think it's disrespectful to make somebody be like me or to believe like me. God really doesn't, let me just say this to sort of not take a rabbit trail, but just for a, real quick say this. God really doesn't care about your beliefs. <laughs> Okay, You're like, oh my God, yes, he does. God really doesn't care about your beliefs. What he cares about is how much you love him and how much you're willing to carry out what he's told you within your life. Do you think God says, well, I'm glad you believe, I'm glad your theology says this, man. You know, No, God's like, I don't care what your theology is. That's not, I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. What I care about is, have you done it to the least of these? Because if you love, it's like, you know, like, like you said to, I think it was John, you know, you know, if you love me, feed my sheep, or Peter, excuse me, if you, know, if you love me, feed my sheep. I mean, you know, the idea is, what I care about is if you love me, Will you love other people like you love me? Because if you've done it to me, if you love me, then you're going to do it to them or love them as if it is me. So that's what God cares about. He doesn't care about your beliefs. I mean, come on, guys, you know? I mean, we have gotten so religious-minded. We're just so really no earthly good because we're not being the hands and feet of, uh, you know, of, of Christ to people. And that's, what's all, that's what life's all about. Attracting things into our lives by having the renewed mind of Christ, thinking thoughts we should think that are positive and good and pure and, and praiseworthy and just fun. Hello? That's fun. Fun actually represents a type of positivity, right? That's why the Bible never says think about things that are holy and godly. It doesn't even say that. It says think about things that are praiseworthy, things that are of good report. You know why? Because God's like, I know you guys are going to make it so religious. You're going to make it so religious for people. So I'm not going to use those religious words because I know you. you're going to religious, you know, you're going to soup it up with religion anyway. So I'm not going to even use religious words with you. That's what I believe God would say. And so he uses the words as praiseworthy, things that are honorable, things that are a good report. Right? I mean, you know, God loves the religious system. They don't want to make everything so over the top to where we forget our humanity. <laughs> it's like, no, I am human. I'm not going to give up my human my humanness. That's why God made me a human and not an animal, right? Or an angel. So that's that's how it is. So when you are understanding the language of God. You have to understand the mind of Christ. You have to understand that when God speaks something to you for somebody else, you have to begin to understand God respects authenticity because God made authenticity. He wants us to be originals. Original thumbprints. That's why we do have different thumbprints. That's why we do have different color eyes. That's why some people are short and some people might be overweight. Some people might be skinny. Some people might be what others would perceive as beautiful models, you know, or others would perceive of, man, you got a big nose or, hey, you know, you got some big lips or, hey, you're bald-headed. You know, hey, you got a lot of hair. You know, because it's who we are. That's the beautiful thing about humanity. It's who we are. It's who God made us to be, right? And so, it's, it's so you, you when you understand that, you understand that God's power, God's language, is going to bring forth the authenticity in a way of when we hear God for somebody else. And so, when we do, God is not going to say you would hear it this way. So I'm going to tell you the way you need to hear it because it's not even for you. But then you're going to tell them the exact same way you would understand it. No. God would say, if you have an ear to hear, Jeremy, if you have an eye to see and an ear to hear, I'm going to tell you words that you normally wouldn't use in your vocabulary. I'm going to speak to you in maybe phrases, maybe parables, maybe in a certain way blunt. 
maybe a certain way of gentleness that maybe you're not even with you know you're not even towards yourself, right? I mean, so whatever the case may be, God is going to speak to you and use a certain language, dialect, uh, we could say, maybe a certain terminology, uh, phrases that are not for you; they're for somebody else. And you, and if and if you're trying to hear from God for somebody else, if you want God to speak to you more, then you're going to have to understand God's language is going to be that of. A language that will incorporate everything you want to incorporate it with, right? And so, no matter what it is or looks like or sounds like, even if it's, you know, proper English, which I'm all about. My dad was an English major, so hey, I'm all about proper English. Do I get it right every time? No. But I try my best to be able to speak the best I can because I want to be the best example that I possibly can be. You know, I'm not one of those people that says, well, I was born on this side of the track, so I'm just going to be this way and talk this way. No, because you know what? You're disrespecting yourself because you don't want to try to be a, a better version of what God wants you to be. So I believe in improving, pressing towards the mark of the high call, not some low call of where I'm from, right? But the high call of a higher conscious mind called the renewed mind to be better, to improve myself in every aspect I possibly can to be a better version of who God originated, originally made me to be, right? So that's just who I, I am. And I, I would love for everybody else to feel the same way, but not everybody else does, unfortunately. So when you look at life, you have to understand how is God saying something to you and how does how is it that that person needs to hear it? Because once again, God wants to, for lack of better words, we'd say it this way: God wants to respect people. He wants to respect his people. He wants to respect. It doesn't mean he's going to bow to us because God doesn't bow to anyone, right? We're the ones that really bow to him. But it's the understanding that God will never disrespect you when he's just trying to share something with you. God, you know, if, if you're doing everything right, for lack of better words, you know, or let's say you're pleasing to God, whatever phrase you want to use, and, and all of a sudden God's not going to speak to you through somebody else and say, God says you're just the scum of the earth and you're just a piece of garbage, but he loves you anyway. I mean, because, you know, you're going to be like, what, what's going on? What, what's going on? What, what the, you know, what's going on? Because of the fact you're going to realize that I'm trying, I'm living a godly life and here you are telling me that, you know, I don't see that being from God, you know? And so you know that God is going to honor you and speak to you in ways that are honorable because you've honored him and in ways to you that you will understand it. And so I use different you know parts of terminology all the time. When I prophesy to people, I sometimes I find myself saying words that normally are not in my everyday type of vocabulary language. And they're they're still English words, you know, they're just maybe maybe more difficult words or maybe uh lighter words or maybe words that just basically Jeremy just really wouldn't use because everybody has their own way of talking, right? And speaking. So that's where you have to begin to come into play to really grasp what does God want to say to this person? How does God want to say it to this person? By which words and language, for lack of better words, which dialect, which terminology, which, which phrases, you know, do you choose to speak to that person, God? Because here's the catcher. Okay, you ready for this? Here's the catcher for me. Is anyone that is prophetic, Okay, because anyone can hear from God, but anyone that is prophetic enough that believes it's their it's their strength or their gifting, 
should always respect and love people. If you do not love and respect people, and if you're trying to find a word from the Lord that is a corrective word, an instructional word, because you recognize and see naturally, for lack of better words, that someone does something or says something that you don't like, it doesn't line up to your theology, doesn't line up to what you believe, which God is like, I don't care what you believe. It's none of, none of your business, you know? And then what God does is, you know, you're never going to hear from God. And, and really, God really probably would not want to... Completely use you all the time in talking with somebody through him because of the fact that that's not how God wants to do it. God wants to encourage people and love people. The Bible says it is God's loving kindness that draws men to repentance. God loves us so much he wants to speak to us, but we've got to begin to have an ear to hear. Here's what I tell people is, is I say, You've got a smart mind. We're all born with a major, cool, out of this world, kick, kick butt mind. Okay. How's that for, for a good word? Because we are smart people. God made us to memorize stuff. God made us to have as much education or knowledge that we want and advance as far as we want to. And all we got to do is just study to share ourselves approved and to dive in books and dive in learning, learning, learning and eat up some wisdom and eat up some revelation because we all have that same right and opportunity and open door to do so. Now, with that being said, does everyone do it? Probably not. Majority of people do not. We're happy where we are. We're happy with what we learned and that's it. Don't teach me anymore. I'm happy with my, you know, $10 an hour job and I'm, I don't want anything else, right? I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'll never get married or I'm going to settle for this abuser or I'm going to just, you know, settle living in this, you know, one bedroom room and I'm not going to try to be anything else or, or, or want anything else because, I mean, it's just not, you know, I don't believe I'm worthy enough or I don't want it, you know? And so, you know, teach its own, right? But you want to strive to be better. So with that being said, when you're hearing from God for someone else and you're sharing something, and it doesn't even matter. It's not even like prophetically like, you know, hey, the Lord showed me this about you and God says he's going to heal your aunt or God's going to do this and this and this or give you this kind of job, you know? Uh, you know, that's great, wonderful, and that's prophetic. But even just in everyday common language of just conversations, you want to be able to really be spiritually minded to say, how do you... How do I encourage this person? How do I jump into a conversation with this person in a way that they'll feel comfortable, confident, grasp what I'm saying, and really receive the download that I'm really speaking to them in conversation pieces, you know? And so that's really what you want to be able to do is not just find yourself saying, hey, God, show me something about this person or God speak to you and you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to be the person that's going to prophesy to everybody and God says this to you and God says that to you. You know, that's great and wonderful, but you also need to understand that what if God wants that same type of hunger in you to just carry on a normal conversation with someone, right? Because God loves us so much and God really wants wants us to be able to open up that door where we say, hey, you know what? This person is not me. And I want to be able to start a conversation. I want to be able to start their language. I want to be able to start, you know, um, a sentence or two that makes them feel confident, comfortable, and welcomes me in their presence in conversation. But also, if I'm going to hear something from the Lord for somebody, I also, more importantly, I'm going to be able to want to be able to know, God, your words of how you want me to say it and what they need to do to receive what it is you're trying to tell them through me, God. That's how we do it. 
And so I love it. I love what I do for a living. I have the most, and I'm not going to lie, guys, I have the most amazing life. I really have an amazing life. I really, really do. And, uh, you know, and I love doing what I do for a living. And my mouth is my living. You know, my maybe education or my hearing from God is my living or my writing books are a living or my life coaching is living. Whatever it is, I love it because the main thing for me and the main foundation for everything that I do that I'm speaking to you guys on and every podcast is the fact that I just love people and 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 I want to be able to honor and respect but also know people know their heart know what their you know their intentions are so I can help build that up you know shatter paradigms that maybe you're blocking their maybe belief systems from knowing that God loves them or knowing they can improve their life or do better in their life I mean that's why really we're all here right that's why I love what I do so I wanted to bring this podcast to you guys today to where you have a little bit more understanding to say, I never thought of it that way, Jeremy. I, yeah, you're right. I, I want to, I want to be able to not say something to somebody in my own language. Now, once again, we're not talking about language like, I want to speak to you in Spanish. I'm going to speak to you in Portuguese. You know, uh, if you can, hey, more power to you. That's all I'm saying, right? That's really the miraculous right there. But I'm talking about even just once again, phrases and words and terminologies and, and things in a way where that person gets it because it's how they talk. It's how they walk. It's how they live. It's how they speak. It's how they whatever, right? That's the beautiful thing about God's kingdom. And so be smart, guys. I mean, you are smart, but be smart because you are smart. You know, move in that smartness, move in that wisdom, move in the brightness of really knowing how to translate uh, through communication to where you the, the the hearer gets what you're saying and they get what and you get what they're saying because when you get people who really understand other people then they're going to respect them, they're going to love them, and they're going to talk their language. And they will receive more from you, and they are going to be probably in your life a lot more, a lot longer than most people will. So that's the beauty about the kingdom of God. And so I want to drop this in your lap today. So whether you prophesy to people, hey, the Lord says to me this, this, this about you, or whether you carry on a good conversation with somebody, doesn't matter. Either way, know the language of God, which is know the language of God that they use. Know the language of God of how they can hear it. Know the language of God of how they receive it. Know the language of God where they will jump into it and you know what? Encourage them, but also take them further and deeper in their lives because that's what we're called to do. Take people further and deeper into the walk of God in their own lives, in their own reality that really just pushes them to say, man, I am so glad I have you in my life. I get you and you get me. That's the beautiful thing about the kingdom. So, hey, by the way, guys, I'm excited you guys are always part of this podcast. We have so many thousands of people across the globe listening to us all the time. Those of you on my Book of the Month program get my book every month, and I'm really excited because, once again, this month was uh, the book that I just sort of raved about because it was so good because it's called I Am That I Am and most people don't really understand that type of language knowing that God says tell them I am that I am Moses which basically is saying hey I am that I am what God I am that whatever it is I need to be and Paul clarified that when he said be all things to all people that you might win some 
Folks, there's nothing in life you cannot accomplish. There's nothing in life you cannot do. There's nothing in life you cannot say. There's nothing in life you can't reach for. Everything is possible for you through Christ. And so, get the book this hour. Go to the website, identitynetwork.net, and if you want to download the book, if you want to grab the book, I'm in the office today. Be glad. I'm using the office every day. I'd be glad to uh, get my staff to give me the book, and I'll be glad to autograph it for you guys. Once again, the book of the month is I Am That I Am. If you're looking for good, revelatory, deep revelation from God's Word, then you need to get this book, I Am That I Am. Hey, I'm going to close with this, like I always do, and that is this. If you don't like your day, I got some great news for you guys. If you don't like your day, change your thoughts and you'll change your reality. Change your thoughts about the rest of your day and watch your day begin to literally almost bow down to your new thought, to the new idea that you're presenting to it and watch your day change. Thoughts do become things. Have a great day. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.